I'm gonna need a five-star review. Five-star ride. I'd like to share with you one of our five-star reviews. Hey, five stars. Five-star review time here on Orange Fizz Radio. Matt Bonaparte and Jaron May back with you. Jaron, we're going to start off some five-star review with Justin Taylor. Syracuse made its way into Taylor's top five teams, but I don't know if he's going to come to Syracuse. What is your opinion there? Well, so here's the thing. If, if you're new to Justin Taylor, let me give you a quick rundown. He's 6'6", six, 6'7", six, six, depending on the website you check. He's 200 pounds. Uh, a couple reports are saying that he's adding on some more weight to, to try to get ready for the college game, which makes sense. He's a small forward type of forward guard, but he can still shoot from the outside. He's a classic Syracuse wing. It, it, that's how you describe him. He is a classic Syracuse wing. Uh, ranking Rankings-wise, he's top 100 right now for 24-7 sports. He's 56th nationally. He's the second-best player in the state of Virginia. And that's where I stop in my tracks. Because when you look at his top five, it's Indiana, North Carolina, Syracuse, and here you go, Virginia and Virginia Tech. So... Some guys, you know, some guys like to stay home. Some guys like to be in the state, be close to home, and he is from Virginia. But some guys like to leave. And and you don't really, there's there's not been any reports out there that have said he wants to stay just because he's specifically from Virginia or vice versa. However, the home team usually has the leg up. And especially when you're talking about Syracuse in this ranking is probably the least prestigious when you ta- when you take out Virgi- the Virginia school. So uh, let me break this down a little more. You got Virginia and Virginia Tech. They're in their own little area because they're the home state schools. Then you got Syracuse, North Carolina, Indiana. Out of those three, you'd have to say Syracuse is the least prestigious. Indiana is Indiana, the Hoosiers, the everything. UNC, and although they are going through some turnover right now with Roy Williams retiring and a, a couple new pieces being added in, and that might be a little difficult for recruits to figure out, but UNC is still UNC. Syracuse is Syracuse, but it's just not those other two schools. So when I try to rank this, I actually think Syracuse, despite all the great reviews and everything you heard after his official visit to the 315, I think I would put Syracuse more at like three or four on that top five and and not in the number one spot. All right. I I can see where you're coming from there. Justin Taylor, by the way, would be a huge get for the Orange. I think he's a really talented player, a four-star recruit. I think he'd come in and be an immediate impact kind of guy for the Orange and somebody who could really put this program on the right trajectory going forward. As for where he is in that top five, I think he's middle of the pack, but I don't know if he's necessarily near the bottom. Um, Adrian Autry was the scouting man on him. I think that it's entirely plausible that he's near the top, actually. Um, I think that he really did like Syracuse. I think he was sincere in saying all that stuff. I know that everybody says all that kind of thing, but I think Taylor meant it. Um, You know, I think Syracuse has a decent shot at him, but of course, with all of this, it's very up in the air, and we won't really know until we know. All right, we got to move on to the next topic here on Five Star Review. Matt Bonaparte and Jaron May with you. Dior, Dior Johnson, of course, the big news over there is that he's on his way to the West Coast, and he's going to play for Oregon after the 2022 graduating class. Jaron, that's heart wrenching, but we all knew it. 
Yeah, I mean, we knew that he wasn't going to come back to Syracuse. Now, he's he kept SU on his list. You, you knew the Orange were technically in it, but they really weren't. It was over since he... I, I think it was over before he even committed to Syracuse. I think that was all a publicity stunt. Uh, <laughs> it, I, I mean, I'm not a huge Dior Johnson guy. I was just talking about how I feel bad talking about uh, Dino Babers and, and his job. I don't feel bad talking about Dior Johnson, even though he's what like a 17 year old kid I, I i know that sounds bad but like he has just treated syracuse and its fans and, and which is weird because syracuse fans are so loyal to anyone that will accept them and, and allow them in their lives dior johnson is just spit in the face of every single syracuse fan from committing to saying this is the place i want to beat the blue bloods i don't want to be a part of them number one that's just a backhanded compliment right there uh, but then Yep. You're committed, you're uncommitted, you say, hey, it's not that big of a deal, I'm going to keep Syracuse in it, you guys still have a good chance, and then you wait a couple months and you're like, nah, Syracuse, peace, I'm going to go out to Oregon. So, I, I, I don't, I, I'm not a big Dior Johnson guy, just to put that out there. Um, now, when this news broke, a couple of our Fizz fans commented on the post, and I think a couple of them are right. I don't really think that Tior Johnson is going to play a game for Oregon. I think he might do the same thing to the Ducks as he did to the Orange. And it, 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 you know, you might not agree with that. You might actually agree with it. But I think he's more of a G League player than a college player. And I think the G League fits him a little more because he doesn't have to deal with all the issues that playing in college does now with you know more name, image, and likeness coming out, and that might help him stay in college. But I don't know. I I just can't trust this guy's word, so I don't know if he'll actually stay in Oregon. So here's what I've read, and I think you're entirely correct in saying that there's a good chance he spurns the Ducks as well and goes to the G League or elsewhere. What I've read and seen on Twitter from some pretty uh, notable sources, such as Joe Tipton, who who is a great follow on Twitter if you want to know any recruiting news, at Tipton Edits. He's always got some recruiting inside information. He reported that Dior Johnson had an estimated $1.2 million offer to play in the NBL, which is where LaMelo Ball played down under in Australia and New Zealand. They've got teams down there, founded back in 1979, all that, you know. Um, but... He got a huge offer from them to play basketball for millions of dollars. I don't see why you would turn that down to go play in in college. I, I just don't see why you would do that. I mean, LaMelo Ball has proven now that you can go ahead and take that route and get to the NBA and be a high draft pick. So I don't see why Dior Johnson would still play for Oregon. It really doesn't make all that much sense to me. I don't know if you have an opinion on his NBL offer, Jaron. But, yeah, yeah I, I think you're right in saying that he's probably not going to play for Oregon. Yeah, I, I mean, it just... It, it's that's a great offer to make a million dollars before you even touch the scouting uh in the recruiting process of the nba yeah of course like go do that the g league is also offering those type of contracts as well it might not be as lucrative but you're still making hundreds of thousands of dollars at the age of 19 however old you are uh so yeah he has plenty of options i i'm thinking through some more with dior uh i think that it's If he is going to go to college, however, I think Oregon kind of fits him a little more because not because of how they play. I I don't think any any team he went to, he would have fit because he's just a straight-up baller. But he's the type of guy that really is, you know, self-centered, I guess, but really cares about his 
image and his brand and everything like that. And Oregon allows you to do that really well because they're the Nike school and they are the hype train. They, Whenever you think Nike or whenever you think Oregon, you think about those flashy uniforms and those awesome Nike deals and that can help you set you up in the future once you get to the NBA because you already have the in with Nike. I think this is a good business move for him rather than a good playing move. Uh, so if he does stay in college, which who knows, because he spurned Syracuse, he spurned uh, even in high school, he's bounced around at a different, co- a couple different schools. So you can't trust his word. But if he does stay in college, Oregon does make sense for him. Yeah, and he's surely doing a good job uh, of building hype around him and getting, and and getting programs and different leagues around the world to want him. So in that way, he is doing a good job. All right, we got to move on to our last topic here on Five Star Review. Matt Bonaparte and Jaron May still with you. Our last player that we're going to be talking about is Quadir Copeland. He just finished up his uh, his visit to Syracuse. He actually finished it literally today. Um, he is a combo guard, a guy that Syracuse would really like in the 2022 class. Jaron, what do you got on him? Yeah, he's the prototypical Syracuse guard, and we've talked about him a little before on these Fizz radios that you can find on our SoundCloud by searching Orange Fizz. Uh, he's a combo guard that has extreme length, 6'6", 175. So he's not, you know, the biggest, the strongest guys, but he has that range, and he has that those long arms, which are great to play at the top of the 2-3 zone. So he makes a lot of sense for this Syracuse system. Now, you look at his ranking, and he's only a three-star, and that might a, a couple fans might just solely base their opinions off of recruits on their star ranking. Try not to do that here. Try to actually look a little deeper and think about where he fits into this specific system. And if you can do that, you can see that Kadir uh, Copeland is a great get for Syracuse if he decide decides to actually go to SU. Yeah, and if you look on 24-7 and you look at his profile, Syracuse is not near the top of teams that are, are scouting him. But I think after a visit in which he claims he had a great time, he quoted as, as, as recapped it as an amazing Syracuse official visit, um, I think that that'll probably change, and Syracuse will probably skyrocket up that ladder. There are some pretty big-name schools after him, some not-so-big-name schools that are still in the hunt for him somehow. Maryland is the biggest one that has a pretty good chance. There's also, you know, LaSalle in there, which is one of those teams that that name doesn't really scare you too much. But Syracuse has a good shot at getting another three-star. He reminds me a little bit of Frank Howard in that I think he'll play great at the top of the zone. He's long. He's not that – he's 6'6", of course, but he's – like you mentioned, he's only 175, so he's not that big. Um, But he can move. He's got long arms. He can play the zone very well. I, I hate to say it, but it also is a little bit like the former Syracuse guard, Kadari Richmond. Um, and I think that he could play that way and, and could play pretty well for Syracuse. Yeah, and, and last thing before we hit a break here, Matt, I'll, I'll be quick with it. Uh, Syracuse was his first official visit, which I think is is massive. To be able to be the first one to set like the stage, and the, the same thing with Kyle Filipowski, if you can set that line and say, this is our school, we're first, this is everything we can offer you. I think that helps these recruits. I think you're absolutely right. All right. We got to take a break. We'll be wrapping up shop when we come back. Fictional Fizz and Fizz Feedback are waiting for you after the break. You're listening to Orange Fizz Radio on the score 1260. 